get ready to get sticky. Sticky Situations is sponsored by Corona Crush. Corona Crush is creating Jewish couples always. Join the Facebook group. Just search Corona Crush and look out for virtual speed dating events happening every other week. They're 100% free and 100% Jewish. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Sticky Situations. I'm your host, Rachel, as all of you already know, because I'm unforgettable. Everyone, whatever platform you're listening on, if you haven't already, go subscribe or follow. If we are on a platform, if we are not on a platform that you would like to be listening on, you can send me a message. I'll give you the contact information in a minute, but we're pretty much available on all platforms. Go like Shticky Situations page on Facebook, follow Shticky Situations Pod on Instagram, follow Shticky Situations Pod on TikTok. And if you would like to come be a guest on my podcast, you can send me a DM. You can send me an email. I'll give you that in a second. You can send me a DM on Instagram at Shaky Situations Pod. You can send me an email at Shaky Situations Pod at gmail.com. Or you can join the Corona Crush Facebook group and look for my episode posts with the application. Um, it's a quick, easy application, but please apply. It's a very simple process. I would love to have you on as a guest. So yeah, just reach out. If you would like to date me or any of my single guests, there are applications for that as well. You can find them on the Instagram or you could just send me a DM and I will send you the applications. Listen, I'm trying to be Shadhan here and you know what? Maybe one day it'll work out and then they can come on and tell a story on tricky situations. So everybody, today I have an extra special guest. Please welcome to the podcast my friend Tani. Tani, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Um, okay, so Tani, before we start, can you just tell my listeners some basic info about you, what I ask all of my guests, your age, location, relationship status, and religious denomination? I am 29. I live in Manhattan. Um, my relationship status is just getting out of something. And my religious denomination is, I don't know, Jewish. Let's just say Jewish. Jewish? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so, like, uh, I guess it doesn't matter. Usually I ask the religious denomination thing so people know, like, what dating pool we're dealing with. But it doesn't really matter. But, yeah. So, before we even start, I'm going to start out with how I met Tawny. <laughs> I mean, yes, we reconnected at a Shabbat meal, but the first time I met Tani, he actually um, liked me on J-Swipe, he matched with me on J-Swipe, and then gave me unsolicited podcast advice about my old podcast. And then we were at a Shabbat this meal together, and I mentioned that I had a podcast, and he's like, hey, did I give you unsolicited advice on J-Swipe about your podcast like a couple years ago? And I'm like... That sounds really familiar. And then after Shabbat, I went and I found the screenshots and it was him. Yeah. So. I make podcasts for work and the, the, the adage that everyone can make a podcast is not true, but it is also true that if you have the energy and effort to actually do it well, there are very easy steps to make it better. And I believe strongly in that as someone who, like all my friends, they just Anytime someone's, well, maybe I'm thinking about making a podcast, they call me. I'm like the podcast guy, which I guess is earned, but also like can be annoying. But anyway, now like, I'm just in the habit of like anybody I know who's making podcasts, like you should really um, get mics, among other things. 
I have mics. I know I this is a very this is a very fancy setup. We've talked about it. This is TV standard. <laughs> Good. I literally when Tony came over, I'm like, you're not allowed to make fun of any of my equipment or anything. So, and he's been good. He hasn't made fun of anything. Uh, I, I make not fun yet. of my own equipment, not other people's. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear. So, okay, Tawny, should we jump right in? Let's hear, let's hear some dating stories. Let's hear some dating stories. So I, I, I made notes in advance. Uh, when um, I make my podcasts, I really like agendas. They keep me on topic, and so I made one for myself. I came with um, topics, stories... And then the tagline is empty, and we're gonna wing it. Um, because <laughs> even though I texted you last night, and I'm like, you have your tagline ready, and you're like, oh, I said yeah. I was ready for the tagline. I did not say I had a tagline ready. Did I watch a part of a 45 minute compilation of every tagline of Real Housewives this afternoon? <laughs> part part of it, yes, 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 I did. You can wing it. I'm sure you could come up with something on the fly by yourself. Exactly. So um, I want to start here. Last yesterday, I matched with someone on a dating app at six thirty, and by nine o'clock, we were in a bar together. How do you feel about oh, wow. dates on the same day that you match? I think it depends on my mood. Am I feeling spontaneous? Okay, I'll preface with the fact that I am very busy and I am generally very tired. So, like, I need to like put myself in a mental place to go on a date, and also I'm busy. Like, every night of the week, I'm, like, doing stuff. Like, I have friends that are, like, when can we hang out? I'm, like, maybe in, like, three weeks from now. Like, Is it popular? No, it's mostly just, like, podcast recording. And um, I started a new job, so I go into the office now, and I wake up at the crack of 6.30 a.m., and so that means my bedtime. I need to be in my bed by, like, 10 o'clock. You so, and I live different lives. Yeah, so at least I'm getting used to it. My body has to, like, get used to this new schedule, before I can be like, okay, we're going to take away one hour of sleep. Um, so still trying to get my eight hours in, but like also waking up at the crack at 6.30 a.m. So that that part I'm like, eh. If I matched with a guy in the morning and I was like really in the mood to be spontaneous and I didn't have any plans and he was like, okay, let's grab drinks at 7, I'm like, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It depends on how, honestly, I think it depends on how excited I am about the guy. Like, if I match with someone, most of the guys I match with, I'm like, eh. So I'm like, okay, I'll give them a chance. Yes. So, like, there's really not that many people that I'm that excited about where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to put on a nice outfit and do my hair this same day without mentally preparing myself. Yeah, I mean, that, the, like, illustrates two, like, the, the two attitudes you can have. Like, on the one hand, like, it's so much effort. On the other... It's, I sometimes think that it's actually less effort to go out on the sooner side because, like, then you sooner know whether or not you're, like, actually investing any energy in this person. Yeah. Which is not why I went out yesterday. Um, but just in general, I've thought that. Also, I think since COVID, I like to have a phone call with a guy before I meet him in person. From. Very from. It's not even, like, a from thing. It's more of, like, I go out with weirdos. So at least I can eliminate some of the weirdos. Because, like, usually you can tell if someone's weird on the phone. Yeah. For the most part. Like, I can tell if they're really socially off on the phone. And I'm like, no, I don't want to go out. Yeah, I pretty much don't end up on dates unless somebody's snarky at me in the chat first. <laughs> Just because, like, I need someone who, like, enjoys sarcasm. When I, like, taught my first year at a college, I taught Jewish middle schoolers. Mm-hmm. And I would say sarcastic things just to see whose parents teach them well at home. 
Like when they would like raise their hand and like ask to go to the bathroom, I would wish them good luck just to see how they would react. How did they react? At first with like shock, then um, then they just learned to roll their eyes, which was the desired action. And um, they, you know, for the most part, got nothing out of it. And now I have a bad habit of wishing people good luck when they announce they're going to the bathroom. It's like, I feel like that's like a dad move. Either, you know, you can, you can make, you can draw a lot of parallels between parenting and teaching, I would say, especially in middle school. I can't really imagine. I mean, I don't know. That's, you know, this is, this is, I can't imagine you as a teacher. (laughs) I was an amazing teacher. Wait, this is not a my dating story, but this is absolutely a dating story that your two of my students were dating in the same class. And she was sitting next to the boys' best friend, like, because. I just needed them two apart and them two apart, but them two is fine. Everybody can see this is a visual podcast. Everybody can see what I'm doing with my fingers. <laughs> um, but I think, I think it's intuitive. And the kid, the boyfriend, would, like, take a stroll to the bathroom every day. And he was a good enough kid, so it didn't bother me. I always, and one day he leaves, and his best friend raises his hand, sitting right next to the girlfriend, and says, Mr. Levitt, did you know that Zoe and Nadav broke up? And I was like... No, I'm sorry to hear that. And Zoe, under her breath, just goes, I'm not. (laughs) 12-year-olds. 12-year-olds. Savages. Savages. Oh, my God. That is savage. Yeah. uh, (laughs) I was very proud. Those were good kids. That girl's going to go far in life. There is no question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That is, like, bare minimum a future show president. Oh, for sure. I'm sure... Maybe one day she'll come on the podcast, tell about talk, tell all the stories about all the men she made cry. Um, We love love that. We love making boys cry, everybody. So I've got it on a t-shirt. You can see. I do too. My friend gave me that for my birthday. It's a t-shirt that says "I heart making boys cry." Mm -hmm. Which is a great shirt to wear on a date. Should I? Should I wear it on my next date? I dare you. I dare you to choose choose someone to match with and go out with on that same day and wear the shirt. Okay, so that is like so much for that person to process. I'm God not, bless them. I'm not sure when this episode is going to air, so it might be after the challenge is over. But I've talked about doing a Shitty Situations dating challenge. So Tawny just gave me a challenge: ask a guy out on the same day that I match with him, and then wear my shirt. Yeah. But here's the question: I. I recorded with the last I recorded with someone recently who says that he needs a girl to wear heels and makeup that's too much so should I wear heels and makeup and the shirt I mean it would probably be hot but that's a lot to ask yeah it was it was a whole thing all of you can listen to that episode it will be released before this episode but yeah wow yeah at least they know what they want I suppose yeah yeah that's it's interesting but, okay. Not my cuppa. Yeah. Okay, maybe we'll get into that towards the end. Because we always love having male guests and asking them their perspectives. Especially after having... I mean, this will come out, like, a couple weeks after. But, like, after having such a strong opinion about these things with that person that we recorded with. But, anyway, we're getting off oh, the topic. Oh, God, you're, you're, you're really, um, you're really uh, teasing that episode. These, these, these listeners are yeah, going to be like... Yeah, but it's going to come out no, before I know. this, so. like crazy. I just recorded it yesterday. Uh, cr- busy, busy, like you said. Mm-hmm. I want this to stop. Let's yeah, stop. my work schedule gets busy in a couple of weeks, so I'm like, let's get as much recording in as possible. Mm, yeah, it's that time of year. Yeah. So I broke up with a girl over Snapchat once. Okay. Um, How long were you dating? Two dates. Oh, okay, it's fine. No, it's completely unacceptable. 
I had asked like three times for her phone number, but she insisted to communicate over Snap. Such That's that, a red flag. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> um, this was when I was living in Nashville at the time, and dating was weird there. And my friend Mira still has the screenshot of the message I sent her, and just brings it up. I'd say every other time I see her. But did she get a notification that you took a screenshot? Well, I, I, I it's no, so, so like I drew, th- like I took a picture of the, my finger, so it was like dark, and then I like typed it out over it, and then screenshot it before I sent it. Oh, okay. It wasn't like a message message. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was, it was bizarre, um, and also when I lived in Nashville, I owned, only ended up on dates with girls named Abby. It was really weird. That is strange. What's weirdest is that when I moved back to New York. Then I only ended up on dates with Swifties for like two months. Well, Swifties are the best, so that's okay. No. What I, What do you have against Swifties? It's a bit much. I like, just have to Speaking know. as someone who had Taylor Swift, top two artists of the year, like at least five songs on my hundred songs according to Spotify. Like I'm, I'm not some sort of Taylor hater, but it's a lot to be on a date with a Swiftie. It's funny because the Shabbat meal that I reconnected with Tani at... It was full of Swifties, and we were singing Taylor Swift. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because that was right after, like, tickets had gone on sale, and I, amongst mm-hmm. some other members of the table, had acquired Taylor Swift tickets. Yeah. But yeah. Okay, so wait, what's what's so bad about dating a Swiftie? I mean, like, even if you like Taylor, you do it wrong, you know? And it comes up a lot. And like, if you don't like, if you don't like folklore and Evermore, your relationship status is constantly in question. And I think those are very bad albums. I don't like those albums either. I'm more old school Taylor Swift. I'm. I still consider myself the Swifty. I respect Evermore and folklore, but I just don't. I respect her as an artist a lot, no matter what she puts out. But it's not my type of music. I like her country days and I like her pop days. Yeah, so you must have loved the new album. And then Reputation just hit at a right the right time in my life. All right. <laughs> That's an aggressive album. Yeah, I know I was going through something. Oh, can't wait to hear that episode. Uh, it wasn't like dating related. I don't oh. it was just like a very transitional stage of my life. But yeah. I don't know. I feel like it depends on how hardcore of a Swifty you're dating. Like, if a guy tells me he hates Taylor Swift, I just, like, can't deal. But, like... I get that, too. No, I, I like, I understand. I just... Really not I think anyone who has such strong hatred for anything, unless it's, like, oh, I really just, like, hate killing children. Like, something, like, actually terrible that we can all agree is objectively terrible. Like, don't be talking about what you hate. Like, it's just a bad vibe. Negativity is kind of wonderful, don't you think? Well, I mean, I'm a pretty negative person. I was recently told I bring chaos and violence to a group chat, and I really (laughs) am proud of myself for having cultivated such a thing. Violence. Violence, yeah. So fights have, like, broken out? No, not, like, fights. Just, like, in the chat. No, I encourage people to take rash actions in group chats. I encourage rash behavior, I would say. Okay. I don't know. For example, another thing I would like to bring, I am desperately trying to convince this friend group that it is acceptable to bring first dates to parties. Um, I think... 
especially, by the way, if more than one person does it on the same night. I actually saw something on TikTok. It's like, oh, I had a holiday party with my group of friends and we all had to bring a date from some date and it had to be someone from an app and it had to be a first date. I saw the exact same thing and I sent it to them. See, people are thinking the right way. You need to get, get together. And I don't know. I think it depends what your intentions are with dating in general. Like, I wouldn't bring a first date to a party just because, like, first of all, I don't want to be at the party. Like, <laughs> like, I just don't want to be at the party in general. I don't care who else is at the party, but, like, I don't want to be there, so why would I bring a date there? And then... that feels like a you thing. And then, but also, like, it's loud, and it's not, like, conducive for talking. And I feel like on a first date, you want to be in an environment where you can actually, like, get to know the person and talk to them. But I guess it also depends, I don't know, like, I'm 29, I'm looking for a husband. Like, I don't want to go to parties. I want to have babies. Like, like I, it, it actually came up because, like, I don't know, my friend group is discussing New Year's plans and there's, like, options. And I'm like, I literally want to be in my bed at 1230. Like, I'm not looking to be at a party. Like, I'm at the stage of my life where I'm only doing this because I have no other, no other options. Like, I don't have a husband yet. So, like, I can't just, like, be in my suburban house, like with my husband and kids, but like, I still just like want to be in my bed at 1230. So like, I'm not interested in partying. So I don't want a guy who's interested in like, just going to the parties. So there you go. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm always quick to prioritize. Like just, if you can't hang, I'm not interested in finding out like any, anything about you. Like I really just want to be able to hang first. Not always, but I'm saying like, that's, that is, I would more often end something over, like, the hang wasn't right. No, I get that, though. Because, like, just because I want to be, like, boring and, like, married doesn't mean, like, I don't have fun. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. I'm not looking to go to parties. I'm still very social. I like being around people. Um, my family's crazy in a fun way. Like, we get together with our, like, neighbors all the time who are also crazy in a fun way. Like, that's, like, my... So, but like, let's, then let's change the word party to the friend group is going to see live music in the West Village at six on a Sunday, right? Like, that's early, that's fun, that's a, <laughs> that's a collected group. I was just there last night, had a great time, right? Like, you, this is, this, like, that's a very low stakes activity. It's not quote unquote party, but like, everybody's still there and it's like out and there's an option for alcohol, right? That's, that's the setting. Like, everybody brings a date from the apps. Well, Okay, if everyone's doing it, then yeah, then it's yeah, a that's thing. Fun. That's fun. If everyone's doing it, it's fun. That's a thing, and that's fun. If it's just like, oh, my but friend group. Like, what group, if it's two people? If my friend group is like hanging, like just a random double date, but it's a first date for both couples. No, no, no. Like, two two different couples are meeting for the first time at a thing with the whole friend group. Here's the thing. I date weirdos, and I want to make sure I'm not going to be embarrassed by the guy before he meets my friends. You can't, you can't be taking responsibility for first dates. First dates are wild cards that you have to assume are broken until you know otherwise. And it probably has nothing to do with who they are as a person, just like functionally. like You can't, you can't be assuming that responsibility. That's too much. It's a first date. Yeah, but then how do I ditch them? Like, if I'm, if I go... Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you're running a risk. You're absolutely Yeah, you run a risk. risk. Like, if I'm just meeting a guy for drinks, and, like, obviously I have him meet me, like, near my apartment, like, within, like, 10 blocks, there are bars, and, like, you come to my neighborhood, I will meet you at the bar. 
like if I really need to, I can be home. Like I could just like get up and go home if I'm really not having a good time. That's safe for you from your perspective. Yeah, I like playing it safe. Yeah, yeah, I definitely don't. That somehow that is going to be in my tagline. Not playing it safe. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's probably something like you know, like generally speaking, I think dating is for fun, Um, and uh, like. I'm very purposeful in my dating, but also I think dating is supposed to be for fun. And like, generally speaking, I want my dates to look like an episode of Broad City. In theory, yes. But also like, I just, I don't have fun while I'm dating. It's so tough. I mean, dating but like, this, date, date, no, dating isn't fun. Dating is absolutely draining. Like, what you're saying is going set. on dates should be fun. Yeah. Yeah. It should be a fun and, experience. Yeah. And Anytime you're the person who's scheduling a date, this is, I got into an argument with a friend over this, I always feel that you should be going to a place that you would want to go whether or not you're on a date. Um, That's a fair point. Because, like, you, there's, like, a decent chance the date's going to be ass. But, like, you only live in New York City once, or in my case, twice. Um, <laughs> but, like, you, you, you know, being 20s, being your early 20s, or your 20s, your early 30s, right? Like, that, that doesn't happen twice so live it and like there's only so many times so many sundays so many saturday nights where you can like do the things you want to do in the city like yeah except like going to those fun cool things where it's mostly just like cool places to take pictures like i don't recommend Uh, that and that's that's but yeah i see like uh... like if you actually if there's an activity that you want to try i mean i don't plan dates on principle i need a guy to plan it or else I don't want to go on the date. Like, if I have to plan it, I'm not going. That's how I feel, and then I plan it. Yeah, but you're the guy. That's sexist, isn't it? Probably. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't like planning I wanted to things. go to the Brooklyn Cyclones for, like, a year and did it on a date. Best date ever. The Brooklyn Cyclones games on Sundays are incredible. $20. I know that your chances are uh, you're not worried about this, but $20 per ticket Gets you a hat, home plate seats, a hot dog, and a drink. That's crazy. And there's... a cheap date. That's like one cocktail in the city. mm -hmm. And you're looking out over the ocean and watching a game, and it's quiet, but like also fun. You can totally have a conversation and hear three others around you in the same way like it's best to people watch when you're on a first date because then you can find out if the person you're dating is evil in a good way. Yeah, I agree. I like that. All those things are good. I always have to pretend to be on good behavior on a first date (sighs) so I can't be evil. I don't know. But I have been told I don't have good behavior. I just have bad behavior and worse behavior. So. That's fun. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like on a date, I, I don't know. I still try to, like, be on semi-good behavior. I'm I, like. I try, to, I, I try to gauge the mood when I get there to see how much I can be unhinged. Yeah. But also. Because, like, like I'm, per, as you said, perpetually unhinged. Yeah. I mean, usually I am, too. And I like to just show my crazy right away. Exactly. If, if they can't handle it, exactly. they can't handle it. That's why Cheers I, to that. Excuse me. Climb. Yeah. Um, I, hope the, I hope the mics picked up that clank. I hope so, too. But that's why I tell guys about the podcast. Like, mm-hmm. I'll tell them before we go on a date. Because it always is in the small talk. Oh, so what do you do for fun? I'm like, I don't have fun. This but is fun. What are you talking about? This no, is, this, this, this is, is fun. This is like... No, this is my hobby. Exactly. I'm like, I hang out with friends and I have a podcast. The podcast takes a lot of my time. So, like, obviously it's going to be something that... I actually almost said it on a job interview once because I was so used to, like... I've talked about my goofy podcast on a job interview for sure. I'm an accountant. So? 
I like, I don't know. I was interviewing for this new job. It was my second round interview. This is way more serious than mine. On that one, you can find deep in the annals of Spotify if you're a good sleuth. You can, there, there's me singing a Simplest Torah parody <laughs> of Dancing Queen by ABBA. Okay, like I'm that's look for that's it. the podcast that I'm talking about. It's like a gossip podcast. It's good, it's good stuff. But. I don't know, like. Just one in one of my interviews, it caught me off guard. The the girl was just like, she's actually on my team now. This is the job that I just started. She's like, oh, so what do you like to do for fun? And I almost said, oh, I have a podcast. But I'm like, I don't know if I want to tell my corporate America potential future employers Why? that I those have a Jewish pe- dating podcast. Those are the people. Those are the exact people who may call her daddy a top podcast, right? Like, and it's the same. It's your scratching right here. Not really. I strongly disagree. I don't know. Right? Like, is, you can call her daddy is relatable to people who, who uh, sit at the same job as tables as you? No. 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 Maybe me. <laughs> but, like... I, Although, no. Qu- call her daddy has gotten very... Um, it's very different. I, before, I mean, I, I don't listen. Before, I couldn't listen to it. It was way too raunchy for me. But now she actually interviews, like, some really, like, interesting people. Like, yesterday I just watched her episode. She did an interview with John Mayer. Well, yeah, because <laughs> she, she like, she got out-slutted by the person, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, she ended up on with the better end of the deal. But we've digressed I don't know. Somebody lot. else found true love. Did they? As far as I know, they're still together. Oh, Maybe. And isn't that what we're here for? Yeah, that's why we're here. We're here to find love and then talk about all of our stories and trash talk all the people who gave us those stories along the way. Yeah, so I I mentioned to someone I was coming on, and he was like, "Um, are you going to be telling the name of, and then said a name. No, Uh, no names. Obviously, I'm not, we're not here, we're not doxing anybody. Is he on the podcast? I'm going to tell his side of the story, too. Okay. Um, Actually, his side of two stories. Um, Okay. (laughs) Uh, and I was like, yeah, obviously I'm going to talk about this person. I, I went on two dates with someone last year and I really wasn't feeling it the first date, but like, I actually like had a way better time than I expected. So fine. Like she wasn't offensive. Like I just fine. Let's, let's go on a second date. There's no harm. Um, second date's fine. Also like nothing to write home about, but like no problems. And so I looked her up on Facebook, which I barely use, just to see um, if we have any mutuals. And I see two. I text them both. One person says something very unkind about the subject in question from high school. And then the other one says, oh, she's so, so sweet, really fun, very cute. She's an enemy of the apartment. And I'm like, (laughs) what? (laughs) Apparently, this girl had ghosted, like, four of my friends. Oh, wow. And, like, clearly she has great taste in men because, if I do say so myself, those were awesome dudes. Uh, and, like, then she, at different stages of dating, ghosted all of them. And I think this is funny because I have problems. And so I, immediately after having this conversation after our second date, I text a follow-up. It's, like, 11 o'clock at night. I said, you know, like, oh, tonight was so great, great to hang out, just... We go back and forth as I'm walking back to my apartment. And then all of a sudden, she stops answering me. I don't think anything of it. I go home, and me and my roommate FaceTime the person who had made the comments about high school to share the new information about the ghosting of all the friends because that added a whole new layer to this person's character. We finish that call. We're laughing. It's like 20 minutes. And 
my roommate was like, wait, what did you say her name was? And I was like, I said, I said her name, and he was like, look at this. And shows me his phone. She stopped texting me to text him that night. How amazing. Oh, my God. How did she have his number? She matched with him on, on, an, on an on, app on and was, app. like, chatting him up after leaving me on red. How exciting. Oh, my gosh. So then what did you guys do? I never spoke to her again. Yeah, but you didn't mess with her? No. Like, through him? Oh, we might have. Oh, we I might would've. have. Oh, we might have. But, no, we, like, had to, like, spend time actively, like, stopping ourselves from laughing so hard like it was so it was crazy like she goes to all my friends and there she goes from me to the next one of my friends like crazy That's in real time funny that like in real the time. whole friend group like i know it's and like like i said really good tasting guys and then months later i mention this person's name to somebody else in the friend group and and he was just like man she is so unserious does she live around here? Do I know her? I can't answer the second question. Um, we'll talk offline. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm not trying to dox anybody, like I said. Yeah, um, no, we don't use names on the podcast. Yeah, 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 local. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was the crazy thing. The other thing that me and that roommate uh, had is we moved in together, um, and about, like, three weeks in, he had to plan a date. And he planned, like, he was struggling to make a date out of a run to Costco, and I helped him make a scavenger hunt. That night, he figures out that the person he has been dating for a month is someone I dated for nine months in college. Wow. How funny. And then they dated for six months. Wow. While we were living together. And the whole time, like, and God bless them both. Um, She is already married to someone else. He is doing fine. But the whole thing was so hard to just, like, keep a straight face because, like, I don't care that they're dating, but I sure think it's funny. Was it weird, like, no, she would come over? Yeah, of course. That's what was it weird for too. her? Probably. Probably much weirder for her than for anybody else, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it so I could much. see you enjoying just, like, the awkwardness of it, like, her knowing that she's probably a little uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, everyone was a little comfortable, but, like, also totally fine. It was great. It was really fun. Like I said, chaos. Chaos. It was like the Elmo GIF with the fire. <laughs> Okay, do you want to share one more story before we take a break? Yes, let's find a short one. Um, a short one. Um, oh, that's a long one. Oh, my sister-in-law sent me up with someone based off of Myers-Briggs. And in a sense, it was totally on point because I really like this person and we're still friends. But in the sense that it tells anything from dating, it was so off-base. <laughs> which is funny because, um, like, I don't know who would think to do that. My sister-in-law, she's great, um, but she's like really into Myers Briggs, and she was like, "You're the same. You're the same type of crazy." And were uh, you? Yeah, um, maybe, maybe I um, am more crazy, but that's part for the course. Um, but like, she's a friend, so it was funny. I'm glad. I'm glad we were set up. I guess. It was like right when I moved here too, so I was like just getting back into the New York of it all. I was like, "Is that how you guys became friends?" Yeah, yeah, we didn't know each other. Like you just went on. How many dates did you go on? One. You just went on one date. You're like, no, we're the same too much. This isn't gonna work romantically, but we're friends. Yeah, I invited her to a party that Saturday night, 
Like, I, even in the same conversation where we were both like, so, uh, yeah, 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 like immediately. It's so interesting. I feel like I'm not friends with any guys I went on a date with. Like, I don't care to be. But I also don't think I've, like, gone on dates with guys I would want to be friends with. Which yes. is my problem, probably. Uh, yeah. I don't, that's just but. <laughs> that's, that's really tough. I yeah. went with a girl recently, relatively recently, who was Jennifer Coolidge's assistant on, like, a small, like, theater show in Boston a few years back. I really like the people I go on dates with. Where do you find these people? Like, very... So random. She and I matched on Hinge, the girl who worked for Jennifer Coolidge. Um, yeah, mostly the apps. I had a date on Saturday night from a person I met in real life. Can you believe? Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. When does that IRL. Happen? No, never. Real throwback. Yeah. Real, real throwback. But it was, like, very comfortable. So she was the one who I brought immediately following a first date to a party with these people. Oh, but it was after the first date. Like, you went yes. on a date and then to a party. Yes, but also... I think that's the week before, The week before, I had invited someone who I had never met before. Okay. Just for... I feel like what you did with this girl, you went on a date and you're like, oh, okay, I'm having fun, like, come with me to a party. I feel like that's chill. Like... No, I pre-invited her to the party before, before we went on the date. Oh. I was like, let's, let's get drinks and go to this party. But what if you hated her? I'm a professional just, podcast host, and I know how to handle people. Yeah, but then you're just stuck at a party with this girl that you don't like. Yeah, but, like, that, generally speaking, happens at every party I go to. Yeah, but, like, she doesn't know other yeah, people. Yeah, 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 I understand. At least, like, when you're at a party stuck talking to someone you don't really like, you could always, like, you never done away. have have, I, have you met Ted to, like, a friend when you didn't want to speak to them? No. Oh, uh, it's a move. I'm like a good wing woman. Also, no, but that's what I'm saying. You can use your wing woman skills also, for evil. Also, I'm really just good at walking away. Like if I'm, so it sounds like it's not a problem if for someone you. Talks, if someone starts talking to me and I don't want to talk to them, I'll be like, um, I got to go over there. Or I'm like, I got to go find this one friend. Or I got to go to the bathroom. I'm like, I find a way of getting out. So, I don't know. I guess it's just a skill. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, I wouldn't do that to my friends. Like, stick them with a guy, some weird guy who I don't want to talk to? Sometimes it's easier to be that person and enjoy it than to be you. No, I'm the one who, like, tries to save their friends. Like, I see my friends... These things are give and take. When I, like, I, with the last day of middle school, uh, or of school, I taught my middle schoolers, I made a presentation about all these life skills that they needed. For example, in high school, it's really a good thing to end a paragraph with one word on a line because then you have all this empty white space right like that you don't have to write you taught your middle schoolers that of course Uh, (laughs) because i'm a good teacher and a good friend this is turning them on to life hacks right like that's really what it is but one of the things i said to them was you need to be able to make fun of your friends and that necessarily implies that you need to be comfortable with your friends clowning you and so the same token of you wanting to save your friends is your friends want to save you. Like, and in doing so, they can laugh at it because not only have they saved you, but now they have one over you because you brought a crazy to the party, which is funny, right? And it's like funny to be the person to bring a crazy to the party also because who cares? I guess. I don't know. I think we have different groups of friends. My friends would be like, why did you bring this crazy person? I'd be like, why? Like, don't tell this weirdo where I live. Like, 
chaos. Okay. With that, I think we will um, take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. Sticky Situations is sponsored by Corona Crush. Are you tired of swiping on dating apps? Tired of guessing whether the cute guy or girl you keep seeing around is Jewish and or single? Then you need to run, not walk, to join Corona Crush. Corona Crush is a Jewish organization working to create Jewish couples always. Corona Crush has over 30 confirmed engagements, over 22,000 members from all over the world, and has set up over 50,000 speed dates. Join the Corona Crush Facebook group and post yourself or have a friend post you and see who reaches out. Fill out the survey to sign up for virtual speed dating events happening every other week. Corona Crush is 100% free and 100% Jewish. Worst case, you end up with some stories of your own. Best case, you find the love of your life. Try it out today. Here on Sticky Situations, we tend to focus on bad dating stories, but sometimes dates do go well and lead to proposals and weddings. Who would have thought? And what do all of those require, you might be asking? Well, the answer is flowers. Who doesn't want flowers from someone they've been seeing? Don't forget, flower petals and bouquets needed for proposals. And that's even before all the flowers that go into weddings. Sticky Situations is sponsored by Primrose Flower Shop. In my opinion, Primrose is the coolest flower shop around and has the best customer service to fulfill all of your floral needs. Primrose offers a range of services from your basic bouquets to subscription services where you can get flowers delivered once a week. They deliver all over the tri-state area, including Manhattan. Primrose does weddings, bar and bat mitzvahs, and other simchas. I've personally been to a wedding where Primrose did the flowers, and the work they did was beyond gorgeous. Primrose additionally offers in-store proposals, including a romantic setup with candles and music. Primrose is located at 2922 Avenue M in Brooklyn, and the phone number is 929-376-9815. You can also follow Primrose on Instagram at PrimroseNY. So, if you can't get someone out of your head, buy them some flowers from Primrose. They'll either love it or they'll find you really creepy. But regardless, the flowers will be out of this world. And we are back. Yes. Okay. Tawny, let's let's get back to you. Let's get back to me. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm still laughing about the, 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 the off the off the off the mic story from the break. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so my best friend who is now married with two and a third on the way um i know must be nice um he owns a house must be nice um yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) love him uh he was interning on wall street and so like he got a sublet in our neighborhood um for the summer and since he was here he invited us all for shabbat like nobody in my friend group had lived in our neighborhood and only one person had lived in New York at all. And so, like, we all came and spent Shabbat with him. And do you remember what Shul was, like, big on Friday night before the world ended? Um, I don't live here. What? I don't live here. Oh, crazy. I lived in a different neighborhood. Oh, okay. So, anyway, there was, one, there was one place where everybody congregated on Friday nights for Shul. And so we went there. Why don't we do that anymore? I don't know. Uh, and, like, 
I'm like overwhelmed. I'd never seen anything like it. Like Shul ends and immediately like, it's got like this tiny foyer and like everybody crams in. And I'm just like, what in the flying hell is this, right? Like watching <laughs> these people interact, I'd never seen the way it things It is quite, happen. our neighborhood is quite an experience. It's like, outrageous. It's just so outrageous. And yeah. someone I hadn't seen in like five years comes up to me and was like, oh my gosh, it's been forever. Did not remember this person's name. Did not ever have a time when I considered this person a friend. We met like once, maybe twice through NCS Wine High School. And she comes up to me and she's asking me all these things. And I was like, this is so nice, but also very weird. And I don't understand. And, and then it became clear she was trying to find out if I was single. And like 21-year-old me is like, why? Why <laughs> is this happening? And that was like my first experience. And like that day, I like started calling it a meat market. And I really always feel like there that's that's what it is up here like a really really a meat market it kind of is it's disgusting well it depends i think it depends on what you're doing and who you're talking to no generally speaking i think it is disgusting and misplaced that's true when i see a new guy walking to school i'm like oh who's that Mm -hmm. but i just always assume he's like 22 (laughs) but is he cute that's the question you uh, you Seven years, not crazy, crazy. They're I feel cute. like it's less crazy for a 29-year-old guy to date a 22-year-old girl. That, that's only patriarchy speaking. I don't know. I just find that, okay, the 29-year-old guys that I go out with barely have their lives. The, the guys in their 30s that I go out with barely have their lives together. What am I expecting from a 22-year-old guy to have his life together? Like I said, I'm looking for a husband. Like, I want to be married, like, within a year of meeting. That's one of the things about dating in our neighborhood that's, like, most crazy is that, like, people are, like, really, really afraid when they date here. And, like, afraid of being single, afraid of having to stay here, afraid that if they leave here that they're never going to find the thing that they thought they were going to find here when they were sold a lie about what it's like dating here. And Nobody dates each other here. Or I people, people do. People do, but I think it's less so than everyone thinks. Like the first time I moved to this neighborhood, people asked me why, and I was like, "Good Jewish boy wants to meet a good Jewish girl. Where does he go?" And I came here. I came to Manhattan, and uh, what a honking load of BS that was. But like, people are really afraid to not be pursuing, not be like finding. And because they were sold this lie that, like, this is the place to do it, then they're afraid to try it somewhere else or to live their life um, while sacrificing, like, the sheer number of people who will pop up on your J-swipe. It's really wild, and I feel like it's very specific to this neighborhood or really this tri-state area. Yeah, I think, like, the tr- yes, this neighborhood, but I think also the tri-state area. It's, it's most disgusting here. Like, I've always called our neighborhood <laughs> a very thirsty place. Oh, it really is. Like, thirsty specifically, with, like, all the ugly connotations. But, yeah, everyone, everywhere you go, you're just on the lookout. Like, who's there? Who's watching me? Like, sometimes it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch people, like, do that. But, like, I'm still watching them. Like, the funniest thing is in the park, in the summer where everyone gathers in the park and, like, 
it's just hilarious watching everyone. Like, everyone stays in their little groups. They don't branch off. But yet, they're still, like, looking out to see, like, who's there, who they might want to talk to, but then don't go talk to. I never go. Or kiddish at shul. Yeah. I'm very happy. I've, like, completely reorganized my shul behavior. I write for a living, as well as I make podcasts. And so I read a lot of magazines, like a lot of magazines. I bring the New Yorker or the New York Times magazine to show every week, sit in the back of the main minion and read. And like very, f- and I get all What's my... What's the point of going to shul? First off, I love the tunes. I listen, I, I put the magazine down when the rabbi's speaking. So I get that. Oh, that'd be the time that I look at the magazine. And then, well, I also, I choose my magazines because they have no pictures. I choose like the ones that like could be anything. Like it totally could be Torah if it wasn't obviously the New Yorker because you know what a New Yorker cartoon looks like. Um, you know, like I'm not so crass as to bring it in the, the tote bag that everybody has, but I have it obviously. Um, <laughs> but so you get, you, I get all my stuff. And going to the main minion as opposed to the young people minion, which feels like teen minion. Um, it is teen minion. Uh, is much though. better. And then all of my, like, friends who are over being children, like, also diving in the main minion. And those are my kiddish people. And I don't think about anybody. It's amazing. It's freeing. Does that mean you go to, like, main kiddish? No, I still go upstairs just because there are a couple of my friends who are weirdos and still want to hang with the babies. I mean, but, I mean like, they are cute 22 year olds sometimes yeah i don't know i like to I go know. i like to go to team minion i mean i roll in like at the end of davening with my coffee yeah oh yeah gotta have the coffee for the walk gotta have the magazine for show these are these are things i used to be subscribed to people in espanol i am not anymore um Do you know spanish no not a word why? Uh, it was a prank. Someone in college signed me up for like as many free magazines through those like weird internet things as possible. And I got all these weird things like people in Espanol and like Snowmobile and what's a it's Fast Company maybe? No, Fast Company is a fancy magazine. The un, the not fancy car magazine, um, bodybuilding ones like all over. And every time I move from dorm to dorm to apartment to apartment, they move with me to this neighborhood. Um, wow. And I was in a serious relationship um, that I thought was going to end in marriage, and it didn't. But I did use that as an opportunity to, to, and I didn't know who was sending this to me. Like this was seven years oh. of I didn't know who was sending it. to oh, me. Oh, you didn't know who it was. No, all my friends knew. I didn't. But they they knew. knew all of your addresses. Yeah, and all all my entire friend group knew exactly who it was, and did I you can ever imagine find was, out? Exactly. So I put it out through the grapevine that under no circumstances was was this uh, fake magazine BS coming to my married house. And uh, um, uh, word got back to, to the person and then eventually they came clean, uh, which is funny because like it is, they're not a pranky person. Uh, so it made it all the better. But it's a yeah. good prank, though. It was amazing. And that's what got me into perfume. I love perfume and cologne. But like <laughs> perfume samples... I had so much, so I'd rip them out and put them in a, uh, like a Ziploc bag and, and tore, I'd rub them against my wrist to go out on Saturday night. It's so fun. But like then, women's perfume? Women, women's perfume, men's cologne, both. They both smell amazing. Um, it's so silly that they're gendered like that. Um, like flowers are flowers. We're very progressive on this podcast. We like fun stuff. Someone asked me why I paint my nails 
And I say because I know because it's been a very busy couple months and I'm upset about it. I'm like well overdue and like I can it's black black nail polish season and I have yet to paint my nails black since I started doing this and it's like come on like I grew up in the nineties. Do you only do black? I've never done black. Oh, I was gonna say what's your color of choice? I've never done one twice. Oh, maybe maroon. I'd say maroon. maroon. I have red hair and pink skin, so some colors really don't work for me. Like orange or pink or yellow. Listen, I respect it. I I like having my nails done because who's looking at my hands the most? Me. That's what I'm saying. Who's living your life the most? You. That's me. why your dates have to be fun for you. That's I really I really feel strongly about that. Okay, so everyone, from now on, I'm not going on a date unless I know it's going to be fun. Well, then you, like the way the way to account for that is how do I make it fun? Take ownership over what you're doing. And so like, I have to plan it. You got to think of it backwards. Okay, so so I I, I'm gonna. I'm do gonna, I have to pay? I love though? no. I I mean that's that's your business. Um, <laughs> I was on a date the other week. Someone drank forty dollars worth of liquor in seventy five minutes and spent most of the date staring at an empty glass. And I was like, that is crazy. Moving on. Um, was it you or no? It was her? them. It was them. Oh. Uh, crazy. They paid for yeah. their own drinks. It was good that they did. Anyway, um, I'm going to go the long way to the story because the first part's also funny. Okay. I make, my, I make a birthday registry for myself. I'm born That's in, smart. I'm born in May. From January to May, I have time to spend five months thinking about my birthday and Beginning coming up with May a list. Uh, middle. And so I you're Taurus. Uh, just barely, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. People not, always, not that we like care, but I mean, we absolutely do. I asked. I mean, I'm I recently, drinking out of my Scorpio. I my friend for my birthday oh, got me a wine glass that says, "I can't keep calm. I'm Scorpio." Yeah, yeah, yeah. makes sense. People always think I'm a Gemini. Um, I I don't I don't really buy into any of this, but I kind of love it because it's you know gossip, and yeah. So I'm in a fantasy baseball league with two, and I'm like stories on stories here. In a fantasy baseball league with two rabbis, and I posted for chaos. <laughs> can I can I get my tarot read if it's shtick? And the same with um, my can I download CoStar if it's shtick? What is that? CoStar is an app for keeping track of your um, uh, astrology sign stuff. Oh, okay. And like you can you know it's like Facebook for astrology. It's I just asked my non-Jewish like it's real. Oh, they're all on coworker. it. They're all on it. Any guy I go out with, she's like, "What's his birthday?" I find out his birthday and I send it to her. She mm-hmm. tells me if we're compatible or not. Yeah, that's what CoStar does. Yeah. So it's it's really funny, and um, whatever I got I got permission. But everyone always says that I'm a Gemini because I'm fucking because I'm crazy. I'm all of the crazies. So I'm a Scorpio, Scor- Scorpio Sun. I think I'm a Cancer Moon and a Gemini Rising. Mm. That's all the crazy stuff. But it turns out I'm just thick headed, and that's why I'm a Taurus. So yeah, I it tracks that I'm a Scorpio. I'm like very much a Scorpio. Yes, it does. Yeah, and you barely even know me. Mm-hmm. Well, no. I feel like I was very much myself at that one Shabbat meal where we reconnected. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, back to your long roundabout story. The so, so you story. get so you make a you make a birthday registry, mm-hmm. and you have all that time to um, to get excited about the thing, and so you don't make those plans for what you're going to do on the dates then, because then it's work and it's stress. It's like ah, I have to find a place, and ah, it has to. Like, you know, make this person interested in me. You make that list long in advance. You just get to get excited about Oh, so you just have a date list. Yeah. Of, like, things you want to do on dates. Now, granted, I let GQ write mine um, because they already did this professionally. Like, make these lists. That's what they do. So I don't don't work too hard, right? Like, (laughs) when when I I am, like, 
like about I love getting dressed for dates. I like always leave my apartment with like a pile of clothes on my bed because like working through outfits. And whenever like I'm in a rut, like trying to figure out like absolutely GQ right away. Well, I also never know what to wear on dates. Cosmo. I guess. Someone I have a Cosmo. I have a subscription. Oh, so do I. I got like a two dollars subscription. Yeah, exactly. Even though they told me it's expiring, and then literally mm-hmm. and like then they keep oh, sending it for two years. That was my yeah. Rolling Stone subscription. <laughs> and then like a week after I got it, my roommate brings up the new Cosmo. She's like, "Oh, you got a Cosmo." Nice. I was like, "Oh, I thought it, my subscription had expired." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's 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 what I'm saying. It's just like you you have those things, then you're excited, and it's like, oh, nice, I get to bring this person. I get to invite this person into fun I already know I'm about to have, right? Like, you're welcoming them into, like, a situation that, like, you're already going to enjoy. You're setting them up for success. I guess that's true. I think it's just more complicated because in our society, it is more accepted that the guy plans the date. I got asked that. At least a first date. A first date. I, I, I was dates. I was thrilled that this date. happened the other week where uh, I didn't have to plan a date and it was a first date and I was like that was so she fun. She came up with a plan. Yeah, there's something she wanted to do. Oh. See, have a list. Actually, one time I did have a very spontaneous idea for a date. We didn't end up doing it because Weak. it was um like I was I I got set up with a guy. And I was going on a date with him that night. And that morning, a friend texted me that she was doing like an improv show. Oh, yeah. That, and I'm that's like, great. That's great. I'm like, I should just take my date to the improv show. But I felt bad because it was day of and he had already planned like something. So I was like, oh, let me see how the date goes. Maybe I could be like, oh, do you want to like go to the improv show after? It didn't end up working out because we just like we were talking it was also like the heat wave of the summer and like I'm like, do I really want to go all the way downtown during a heat wave? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a weak sauce. On a Thursday night. That's exactly the night to do it. I don't know. I just I think I was too chicken to bring it up to him. Also, like we were having a nice time, we were talking. He ended up walking me back to my apartment. Um, because like we we did an activity that wasn't so far away, but it was still like a good like Oh, this is something I've meant to ask walk. you. Yes. If you're into kisses on the first date, when, when? When does when should he kiss? When me on when, the first it, when, date? when yeah? When's the move? When's when is the move from your perspective? Because there are a lot of people in my life, and there are as many opinions on this question. So, for me, I don't really have a strong opinion if you should kiss on a first date or not. From it's just like in the mo- well, I will never initiate any kissing. Like I'll never initiate a kiss usually. Just because, like, I'm awkward and I wait for a guy to initiate. <laughs> it's really just because I'm awkward. But, um, I don't know. It depends. I think a good, if you're going to kiss on a first date or a second date or whenever, the first kiss, I think, is really good at the very end when you're saying goodnight. It's, like, just a, not, like, hasty, but, like, just, like, a little bit. And then, like... Give them a little taste. Give them a chance to process. No pun intended. Not like, yeah. <laughs> Actually, pun intended. But like, give them a chance to process. Not like, oh, I'm going to kiss you right away and then just expect to like make out the rest of the night. Or other stuff. It's really crazy. I mean, I once uh, like dated someone for a few months. And they had said to me, like, as I brought up that I like had complete expectations to kiss them on the first date. 
and then logistically, like it, it was just like hard because it was winter. And she told me that if I had kissed her on the first date, there wouldn't have been a second date. And then there are people who are like, why didn't you kiss me? And then there are people who are like, why didn't you kiss me earlier? And there are people who are like, it's, it's you know, like you should have waited. And it's I'm- like, and also, you know, like we've done all the, all the, it's just, it's so interesting that really, really people want different things. Really, really. I think you have to go with the vibe, but I think I do prefer to wait until like a second date maybe because like a first date it's like okay i need to process my thoughts about you as a person like did i have fun with you because like in the moment like a guy kisses you or a girl kisses like whoever's doing the kissing it's like okay like i don't know like i went on a first date and he kissed me on the first date and i come upstairs and I'm talking to my roommate and she's like, are you okay? You're just like so quiet. Because normally like I go on a date, I come back, I process either with my roommate or like I debrief with friends or, but I just like, I'm like, I don't, it just like, it adds another element of processing that I just like don't, it's too much to process all at once unless you're like really, really having a great time. But if it's just like, I don't know. I'm never going to be like, oh, I'm not going on a second date because he kissed me on a first date. But I feel like I need a first date to figure out how I feel about the person. And then if he tries on a second date and I'm feeling it, then that indicates he's interested in going on another date. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it certainly does. It's interesting. I mean, it's really... Whatever. I, I imagine you know this like when you have like bursts when you go on a lot of dates at once and you like you all of a sudden you've got like dating philosophies like up the wazoo because like, oh I always have dating philosophies no but like even more so than you know whatever your baseline is because you've gone on you know like six dates in two weeks or something oh wow I don't think I've ever gone on six dates in two weeks there is someone I know who like for a while while he was single was pretty much going on dates every Monday through Thursday and that was his schedule I just I don't have the energy for it I don't know, dating, I'm kind of like, I'm not really taking a dating break because I don't want to say like I'm not dating right now. I'm not like actively pursuing dating at the moment. I'm just like, if something really great comes to me, like if someone really great just like, I don't know, if a guy likes me on an app and I'm like, oh, I'm really excited about this guy or if like a friend suggests it or oh my gosh, I meet someone in the wild. Okay, or like imagine someone wants to set something up fine but I'm not like actively pursuing going on dates just because like I'm just tired Tired. yeah 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 I'm just like I don't know I'm tired of dating I'm tired from my life I'm tired from work and I I am serious about dating and I think the more kind of like what you're saying if you have fun with dating it's fun but like I try to take it like super not that you don't take it seriously if you have fun but I just think, like, it's just too serious, and I agree to too many things that I don't want to actually do, and it burns you out. So, okay. So let's hear your next story, Tony. We totally cut out in the middle, and I think that's funny. The listeners are going to be like, wait, we're just going to leave that? Oh, what and did, the answer what is, did, what? couldn't tell you, so we're moving on. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember what we were talking about. I'm sure it was very compelling, and, and listeners, I think, honestly, if you're going to listen to 45 minutes of us, and even more episodes of her, I feel like you should know both of our philosophies, and you can answer for us, you know, a little game for you at home. Um, <laughs> there was someone I went out with in Nashville, off and on, for like a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And she was really inaccessible over text. 
and it's like annoying like i'd text her to see if she wanted to go out and like she'd answer me like two weeks later and whatever like when when they're when the stakes are not high in dating dating can be like slow like that and meanwhile you have me and if i don't hear from a guy in 48 hours he's dead to me yeah i mean the, the circumstances are different like you develop a report this wasn't like the first time we met but like you know after like we knew each other for a bit like this would happen and i mean it wasn't the end of things but it was annoying yeah. and but i just kind of like accepted it and like talked about it on my podcast because that's what i do obviously that's what I do too. yeah uh but then one time on, i lived by myself in nashville and i didn't know anybody under the age of 35 when i moved there so like i was really on my own and every Saturday night, I went out and made friends at the bars, which is an enormous lift. Um, and among other things, it would require me to spend an hour before going out, really getting dressed in a way that like made me feel good about myself, like making a purposeful dinner, eating, drinking at home, playing really loud music, Also, I could get up the energy that it takes to completely introduce yourself to strangers with no assistance, and like make friends that like hopefully will last beyond the night. Um, and... So one of these Saturday nights, like I'm preparing, like I've got like half of my outfit is on, like the bottom half of my outfit is on, the top half is like sitting over a chair. I'm all excited. I'm like making dinner, eating dinner. And I take a picture because I plated it nicely and I put it on my Instagram story. She immediately responds. The girl who like takes two weeks to respond to um, immediately, what are you doing tonight? Immediately. And whatever, we met up that night. And euphemism. And then happened again a couple weeks later and i was like what and so i would bait her i I basically stopped like texting her and just started like if i wanted to see her a week i just wait until saturday night and post food on my instagram story (laughs) it's like a thirst trap but like a hunger trap i think at the time i literally described it to a friend as a food trap like that and it's crazy so whatever she has this weird behavior and as it is this is a good story like if i just ended it right there like we could have a conversation for she just want you to cook for her I never did. She once brought trafe fried chicken into my apartment, and I said, you are allowed to do that if you eat it out of the tin and sit exactly there on my couch. Um, she was really hungry. I don't want her to not have dinner. Um, but anyway, y- months pass. We haven't seen each other because COVID, and I spent most of COVID at my parents. And June 2020, right? Yeah, June 2020, George Floyd is killed and everyone's protesting. I go to downtown DC to protest. And I go in the afternoon when it's not so, so, so crazy. And, you know, it was intense, whatever, chant, this, that, and the other. And I come back and I post on my Instagram story, like, if you're going to protest tonight when it's dangerous, God bless you. But um, heads up, I counted eight different types of armed police vehicles or military vehicles. Like, please be careful. Stay safe. That was, I like black screen, typed up a message, put it on my Instagram story. She swipes up, food girl, swipes up on that story. I haven't spoken to her in months. What does she say? What are you doing tonight? Miss you. Wow. I know. Can you believe she's such a legend? I have so much respect for all, like, she always pulled moves like this that were just like so out of pocket, but I also respected it super hard because they were so out of pocket. I don't know. It like, it pisses me off to no end when a guy is not texting me. Or responding to a text. Oh, but then we'll, then then we'll swipe watching, up on your story. He's watching my Instagram stories or like... Yeah. Yeah, it's completely goofy behavior. I've, I've called guys out on that before. That sounds like Like, no. I was... This guy I like talked to over the summer. I wouldn't even call it dated. I talked to him over the summer. And like, he was just like not answering my texts. 
I wasn't like te- sending him a hundred texts, but like I post Instagram stories because I think I'm hilarious, as one does. So hence the podcast. Hence the podcast. So he would not answer my texts, but he, every single Instagram story he watched, and I'm like. I get it. It's like a non... It's like a very Checking who passive. watches your Instagram story is an unhealthy behavior, and I think we should acknowledge that. Oh, it is, but I do it anyways. Yeah, yeah I same. always do it. Always, I, always. I, uh, it depends how busy I am. I know who watches my Instagram stories and who doesn't. And yeah, like, do I care about 90% of the people who watch? Not really. But I am looking for the certain people who are watching or who are not watching. Like, I noticed... Now you, now you have me checking, by the way, to see who's... A couple months ago, a couple months ago, I noticed that my ex, who we broke up about a year, a little over a year ago... Oh, I had that for a while. He would he would always watch my Instagram story. From right after we broke up, like, even after we stopped talking, because, like, you know, you talk a little bit after you break up, whatever. Even after we stopped you talking... You don't go cold, tur- cold turkey ever? Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. Mostly. I mostly do cold turkey. Okay. That was the only one. It was just, like, I saw him a couple times after we broke up. And we talked for, like, a little bit. Um, But he watched my Instagram stories for months. I noticed, I think, in, like, October, November, that he stopped watching my stories. And I'm like, this is interesting that he just, like, randomly, a year after we broke up, decided to stop watching my Instagram stories. Then he slipped up the other night, and he watched my Instagram story. And I'm like, best believe, I text my friends. I'm like, guess who watched my Instagram story? So I noticed when he want I noticed that he stopped watching. That's how I know when people unfollow me. So I used to have like a random. There are random guys also who like I talk to from dating apps who followed me on Instagram who have since unfollowed me who I probably never followed in the first place or the second they're dead to me I unfollow them. So like there are guys who have unfollowed me who still watch my Instagram story. I don't. Oh, that, like, that's weird. That's weird. It's like okay. Why are I, you public? What? Why are you public? I don't know. Like, I, I would like to have a blue check mark. That's why I'm public. I have... I'm public because maybe one day I'll be an influencer. Yeah, I get that. I have a podcast. I, I, I think I'm, like, inching towards 20, and I'm still not an influencer. 20 followers? Podcasts. 20 podcasts. I mean, it is what I do for work, but... Okay. I don't know. And they do well. Where's my blue check mark? I just want a blue check mark. I don't need the following. I just want stupid verified. And Elon fucking well, ruined it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, now you could pay for that for Twitter. Yeah, but then then you're the loser. I dated who paid a guy who was verified on Twitter. Uh, I so I didn't even know he was verified on Twitter because like who whatever. was it? Can we dox them? No. I'm not going to tell you who I dated who's verified on Twitter. Oh, that's he, a fun game. A friend of mine dated someone who, like, sits on the news desk for MSNBC, and we gave her shit for weeks. No, so... At least me, in my head. But also, mainly, like, MSNBC. It had to do with something that he used to do for work, mm-hmm. um, which is why he was verified. I didn't even know that, because, like, I didn't even social media stalk him, really. Maybe I looked him up on Facebook, but then... The good once, place to stalk these days is LinkedIn. Once... Yeah, uh, yeah, but once I told my friend the guy's name, she looked him up. She's like, he's verified on Twitter, like within seconds. So then I text him. I'm like, so you're verified on Twitter, and he's like, yeah. And like we talked about, it wasn't like that big of a deal. Um, but yeah, I dated someone who was verified on Twitter once. I think I did talk to a guy who was verified on Instagram once. 
It was very short-lived. There's like... I don't remember how I like matched with him, met him. It was probably a dating app. I matched with a porn star once. Really? Yeah. And I didn't realize they were a porn star until months later. Um, and then I was like, I totally matched with this person. Now, granted, given the realities of being a public-facing person, there's a decent chance that I was a bot who stole a picture. But oh, yeah, it, was it was the same name. Bot. It was the same name. So I prefer my story. That yeah. it wasn't a bot. Okay. Yeah. Wait, okay, I want to hear the rest of your stories. So I wrote about um, the, one of the biggest bands in France recently. They have a new okay. album. Uh, the band is called La Femme, L-A space F-E-M-M-E. It's really good. I wrote about it from Document Journal. You can check it out online. But more importantly, I Zoomed with the front man like, while he was in the green room backstage at like a concert in Paris. And... I was talking to him about so I got the album early that's like what happens when you write about an album before it's released like you get you know you get to listen to it on a private streaming place and that way you can ask questions about the new work you know and you know ask pointed questions about their art right and so I spent like a good two weeks like just binging 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 like I listened to the album like 20 times and I'm telling him this and I and I mentioned to him I'm like doing this interview and I said at the time I was seeing someone I said so like you know, last night, me and my, my girlfriend, we were, like, cramming the album to, like, help me prepare for this interview. And there was, like, a follow-up there. And as I'm saying that, he like, it, you could see in his face, like, I'm going to do it for you and people at home, visual podcast. He, like, made the, like, you know, kind of knowing <laughs> face, completely stopped listening to the rest of the question. And when I finally finished, you know, like, it's a long question. And he just goes, so, how was that? I was like, what? He was like, listening with your girlfriend. How was that? And he clearly wanted to know if we, like, you know, got involved to his music. And I was <laughs> like, oh, Sasha, um, hi, this is a professional call. Uh, we had a good time. And left it at that, which in reality meant um, that we listened to his album and had a good time. But I left room for him to think that it was more. <laughs> because, like, he was really excited at the prospect of, like, us lying down with his music on like I don't know it was just insane that he was like gonna go for it he was like how was that oh my gosh yeah like, <laughs> gave, gave like the knowing tilt to his head you know like leaned it over his shoulder unbelievable the audacity I love it I love it it was so great <laughs> I wish I could have written about that this is good you know like writers like love having a podcast that they can go on after writing an article so they can talk about all the things that are amazingly funny and like therefore you couldn't put in the piece because like it's not a hit piece but like you won't believe the way I saw this person take a tequila shot this person has crazy feelings about like these are all things in about people that I have written about like you won't believe the, the way that they, they talk about Taylor Swift like she's a friend you know um uh he he called himself a bad husband like all those kinds of things that you get to talk about on the podcast after because it's not nearly as formal and it's like oh yeah i love that so this was my opportunity behind the scenes i guess yeah i just like trash a man on my podcast that's right there's so many i mean there's so many people so so many people to trash it's really the the biggest burden is having so many people that you need to make fun of and not enough time yeah that's why I host the podcast. I know, I know. You really, you're really cramming them in, yeah. and bringing in all sorts of other people's lists, so that um, you know you, you can have a, other people. It's a, it's a never-ending flow of people you can think down on, and yeah. you, and unlike the listeners, you get the names. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, the listeners don't know the names. But you but do. That's, that's I fun. do. That's 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 the best part. Referencing sitting on a podcast and referencing the things that you talked about when the mic wasn't on. Oh uh, yeah. Sexy no, move. I don't think you listeners realize Sticky Situation Nation. There is so much gossip. Sticky, sticky Situation Nation. Yeah, that's what it's called, <laughs> Sticky Situation Nation. Um, there's a lot of trash that gets talked between like. Well, segments are loading, before recording, after recording. I get all the dirt, the names. I found out that I've dated the same guys as some of my, like, some of my guests. Um, I get the gossip. I Sometimes I ask them for names, and I get the real gossip about people I know. Have so. people, like, on or off the record talked to you about the sketchiness of shotguns in our neighborhood? Yeah. Cool. I feel Do you like, have a story that you want to share? No, I don't want to share. I um, because I don't want to tip off someone that I might write a story about it. So. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, totally crazy. Moving on, moving on to whatever it was you were gonna you were gonna tee up next. Um, do you have any more stories that you want to tell? Um, maybe, 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 maybe uh, another time, or maybe offline. I, okay. I think I think I'm good for the podcast. I'm like looking at the time. Like I, I think we can keep it in two digits. Yeah. The minutes. He's we'll been see. very religiously watching the time on the podcast. Yeah. Um. You can see on the back on the back end of podcast analytics sites, like you can see the graph of like listeners percentage of listeners by minute, and oh, like really? when you hit sixty, it just goes blue all the way down. Like oh, really? people don't get past sixty minutes. Yeah. And I what I don't want is to be the person who dragged you past oh. that point. I listen at three point five speed. Three point five speed. When I listen to podcasts. Yeah. Wow, so. you're like a regular Sam Hinky. My God. Yeah, I listen to a lot of podcasts. So you should um, follow Sadie May. Sadie May. Uh, yeah, she's like the podcast queen. She's like. Does she have a podcast? No, she, she just, just is like a lover and a promoter of podcasts. On Instagram. Uh, on yeah, TikTok? it's like podcast Sadie May. I think. Okay, I'll look her up. M A E. Yeah, she's great. I met her at a few conferences. Like, she's really, really sweet and also, like, just promotes and, like, just like you. Like, sometimes she would, like, post her podcast queue and it would be super long. Interesting. Yeah. I'll look her up. Yeah. Okay. So, but wait. So, just so we don't hit, um, we stay in the two digits. Before, so, now that you've told us all your stories, can you give my listeners one piece of dating advice? One piece of dating advice. It's going to be the same as my tagline. That's fine. Yeah, dating is for you. Have fun. Okay, and that's your tagline? Yeah. Nothing about being unhinged? Oh, I mean, like, you know, it's, uh, no, I'd say, like, that's less a philosophy and more just, like, a a, a thing about me. Yeah, that's what a tagline is. But, like, but, no, but, like, some of the, some of them were just, like, I leave my kids and my ex-husband behind when I'm dating, and that's the tagline. (laughs) These are, like, these... Like 2009 era taglines are crazy. You should really watch a video. It's nutty. So what I, I would watch s- the show. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like clearly you need to Chazara because um, yeah. I mean, I also leave my children and exes behind when I'm dating. Yeah. No, no children, <laughs> plenty of exes. Um, but no, I I think my my advice and my tagline are one and the same. Dating is for you. Have fun. Mainly to justify the way I date, but also because I think it's fun. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Everyone, have fun while you date, and maybe it won't be as bad. Yeah, horrifying. Yeah. Well, Tawny, this has been a pleasure. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Yes, thanks for having. Always good to be behind this mic and not the hosting one. <laughs> and Shaky Situation Nation, you'll catch me next time. So, bye, everybody.